did the Labour Party invent the hostile environment? Michael Gove thinks so. The hostile environment was invented under a Labour Home Secretary. The term is used to describe policies aimed at making the UK a hostile environment for immigrants who've settled in the country without the right to remain. There are claims Alan Johnson used the term while Home Secretary, but we can't find any examples of this. However, a Labour immigration minister and a Labour peer did both use the phrase in 2007 and 2009 respectively. This was in reference to offering employment to those without the right to work in the first instance and people trafficking in the second. An early 2010 Home Office strategy document includes the phrase four times, focusing broadly on reducing immigration-related crime. So there's clear evidence of Labour using the term hostile environment in relation to immigration, though its scope was considerably developed and expanded under the Conservatives. Elsewhere, Sajid Javid was asked whether a Ukrainian living and working in the UK would be able to bring their family members over. Uh, a Ukrainian living and working here, you will be able to bring your family here into the UK under the extended family scheme. But the Home Office's guidance on the subject says family members can only apply to join a UK-based relative if the relative is a British national, has some form of settled status in the UK, has pre-settled status from an EU country or equivalent, or has refugee status or humanitarian protection in the UK. Crucially, people in the UK on work visas are not mentioned in the criteria. The Home Office confirmed to us that the published criteria is the most accurate and up-to-date information available. It follows that Mr Javid was incorrect in the claim he made about family members of people in the UK on work visas. There are alternative routes by which Ukrainian family members can join their relatives in the UK, like the local sponsorship scheme for Ukraine, which the Home Secretary referred to in the same interview. And finally, if you share images of prisoners of war on social media, are you breaching the Geneva Convention? Foreign Affairs Select Committee Chair Tom Tugendhat and others have claimed so. So does that mean media outlets like The Mail, The Express, The Mirror, The Telegraph and The Times, who've all published such images, are committing war crimes? Well, it isn't always true that sharing identifiable pictures of prisoners of war would breach the Geneva Convention. That said, in practice, the government and British Red Cross suggest such images should not normally be shared and many journalists and social media users may choose not to do so. The relevant passage is from Article 13 of the Third Geneva Convention. While not explicitly mentioning photography or film, it does say prisoners of war must at all times be protected, particularly against acts of violence or intimidation and against insults and public curiosity. That's all from us this week. I'll be back with more of our independent, impartial fact checks next Saturday morning. <laughs>